Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week we're talking about how we survive Disney World with a baby. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to raise, raise baby, baby H. H. We just got back from our first week-long vacation with Edison, and I would say it was a success. During this trip, we stayed at Margaritaville, spent some time swimming, visited the Kennedy Space Center, and Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Today, we're just talking mostly about how we did Magic Kingdom and things that we learned in the travel there and back. At the beginning of any vacation, you have a couple big hurdles to get through. The first ones are packing and then traveling, and we're just going to jump straight into our travel there. So we live about 14 hours away from where we stayed in Florida. So we knew we had a pretty long drive and it is much further than Edison has ever ridden in a car. We decided to drive overnight, leaving right after Edison finished his bedtime routine around 8 o'clock. Edison usually sleeps through the night, so that allowed us to make minimal stops for the first 10 to 12 hours of the drive. We were a little skeptical about how this would work at the very beginning of it, but once he woke up, it was very obvious we made the right choice to travel while he slept. Because once he got up, we had to stop a lot more. The first stop we ended up making with him was to change his diapers, get him out of his pajamas, and get him ready for the day. Edison can take a bottle in his car seat, so we never needed to stop just for him to eat, which was really nice. But if your baby can't eat in the car seat for whatever reason, then you'll need to factor those stops into your travel time as well. When you travel overnight, one of the hardest things is that you get tired pretty quick, and we knew we needed to do a regular day with Edison so that he would sleep through the night. So we were fortunate that we had enough drivers we could kind of switch around so we didn't have to stop anywhere to sleep, which saved us money, but also a lot of time. Once Edison was awake for the day, we took a lot more stops. He gets really tired of his car seat really fast, so making sure that we were getting him out of his seat every time we stopped and taking a little bit longer stops so that he could stretch his legs as well was really important. In that first couple hours of the day, he took a lot more short naps than he usually does at home because he probably didn't sleep that great in the car seat, and that kind of made up for it in the end, but also allowed us to finish out our trip with him taking a nap so we could drive a little bit longer. So I would say overall that 14 hour drive took us about 18 hours and that included a full hour where we stopped and sat down for breakfast. For this trip we ended up spending the entire week with my parents and my brother so packing was a really big concern because they met us here at our place and then we drove and we needed to make sure that all of us plus all of our stuff could fit in one car. So what did we need to make it through a whole week away from home with a seven-month-old? The very first thing is the pack and play. We weren't really crazy about the idea of taking the pack and play because even though it, you know, is advertised that it's meant for traveling and it packs up significantly smaller than when it's open, it's still a very large clunky thing to travel with, but we ended up taking it. Our pack and play has a bassinet feature, which is like this whole extra parts that you have to bring so we just decided we were not going to use the bassinet and edison was just going to lay on the lower floor of the pack and play which saved a little bit of space and worked out pretty well i would say overall he probably slept better in the pack and play than he ever has because we didn't use the bassinet feature 
He wasn't ever really crazy about the bassinet thing because it kind of like rocks around when he moves, and I don't think he likes that. But when he was on the ground, it didn't really seem to bother him at all. It does seem kind of silly that you literally just have this mat laying on the floor that it's like, why did I need to bring this whole contraption? But Edison rolls around a lot in his sleep, so having this contained little wall where he can't leave this area that we know is safe for him is really important. The next most important thing to pack is bottles or whatever you're going to use to feed your kid. And so for us, we ended up taking enough bottles to do two full days without doing dishes. Everywhere that we stayed during this trip had a dishwasher. So pretty much every night we were running the dishes and we would just throw any dirty bottles that we had in the dishwasher. It ended up working out really well. We actually never hand washed the bottles the entire time we were there, which was great. And honestly, we might have taken too many bottles, but it worked out really well. And we are big fans of just taking more bottles than what you need, just so you don't have to bring all the dishes stuff and you just don't have to worry about it. Along with bottles, we had to bring formula and we were kind of unsure how much to bring. So in the few months leading up to the trip, I was kind of keeping a tally on my phone of how long it took us to go through a big can of formula and a little can of formula. And we ended up taking one big can and one little can, which would last us about nine days. One of the things that you have to keep in mind, especially when you take these trips, is that if you're spending a lot more time outside in the heat, your baby is going to get dehydrated. So they might end up eating more than what they do at home so you can keep liquids in them. So Edison ended up eating a significant amount more, and we went through almost all that formula. We also brought a little cup with straw that he has so he could have water throughout the day. I think babies at his age can have about eight ounces of water during the day, which can help hydrate him without just flying through the formula. Another thing to keep in mind with formula is that if you run out, odds are in the area there's somewhere that you can buy formula. So we weren't really concerned that we were kind of like on the edge because we knew we could pick up another can if we absolutely have to, but we never really did need to do that. So another thing that we brought was entertainment for the car. And we weren't really sure if we needed this because we did drive overnight and he slept most of the way. But as soon as he was up for the day, He was ready to have something to play with. It's a lot of just sitting in the same place, looking at the same sights, that it was nice to have a few toys for him to kind of change things up. So to start, we have this little pair of keys that he really likes to have. They light up and kind of like sing a little song, and so he really enjoys those. So we packed that in the bag, and my parents also got him a little travel-sized piano that's kind of similar to the one that we have at home, and he really had a great time with that. We also brought some things for teething because he's really in that stage right now. When you're trying to figure out what things to pack, it's really helpful just to go through what all do you use in a single day at home and what can you kind of cut. And diapers and wipes is one of those things that is very specific to your baby. How many diapers do you go through in a specific day? And that's how many you should pack. For us, we tend to bring seven diapers per day, which ends up being way too much, but we're okay with having extra diapers. I also bring about two packs of wipes. In the seven days that we were gone, we did go through one full pack of wipes and just barely tapped into that second pack. So if you use wipes sparingly, then maybe you could make it with one, but I'm glad that we just ended up bringing two. 
Yeah, we are not the types of parents that like try to use every sliver of that wipe. We don't really want poop on our hands, so we're fine with just grabbing another wipe. But we know that that's not how everybody uses them. So if you also are planning on swimming quite a bit, you need to think about swim diapers. When we swim at home, we have these reusable swim diapers that we throw in the wash and they work great. But with Edison getting in and out of the water all day and then the possibility of him needing to use the swim diaper, we did not want to go the reusable route. I packed three swim diapers per day that I knew we would be swimming and he never needed more than two per day that we were in the pool. What we did with the swim diapers is we put him in it right before he was going to get in the pool. We swam with him for a while, and then if he needed a nap and hopped out, we took him out of the diaper and put him in a different one. That's really because swim diapers don't hold pee, so you don't want them in a swim diaper just chilling because you're about to have a huge mess on your hands. Harrison likes to call these glorified poop catchers because that's basically all they do. And there's many times when we go to our local pool and put Edison in the swim diaper right before we get in the pool and he'll still pee on us on the walk from the changing room to the pool. Another thing with spending a lot of time outside is that you're going to need sunglasses, a hat, and sunscreen for your baby. So we were able to pick up some of those at a Carter's that's nearby. We also brought several swimsuits for him so we could kind of change it up throughout the day. We really discovered that we like the zip-up ones over the two-piece swimsuits for his age. One of the things that was so nice about the zip-up is that it dried off in the sun in like maybe 10 minutes, which was amazing because when he gets out of the water, takes a nap, and then goes back in, it is horrible to try to put a wet swimsuit on him. Another thing that you will definitely need for your vacation is a stroller. And before we even get into this, I want to mention that you can rent strollers. A lot of theme parks and high travel destination locations will have stroller rental sites where you can just pick them up and not even have to worry about bringing it with you. But for us, we knew that we were just going to bring one with us. This was actually a really hot debate because we wanted a stroller that was very compact because we were about to have six people in a car with all of this stuff for a baby and then all the things that we need for like a nine day trip. So we ended up picking up the Zoe Traveler because it compacts down really small and actually fits in all airport carry-ons, but we didn't end up taking this stroller. The biggest reason for that is because it doesn't have a lot of storage underneath. And we found out kind of later on in the planning that we would be going to Disney and we wanted to make sure that we had enough space under the stroller to bring food, the diaper bag, and just all those things that you need to spend an entire day in the park with nowhere else to go. We literally made this decision 10 minutes before we drove away because we packed the entire car knowing that the stroller needed to be in the back and then tried to figure out, does the Mockingbird fit? Because when it collapses, it's significantly larger than the Zoe stroller is, but it's much nicer when it's expanded because of that underneath storage. And collapsing the stroller to get on Disney transportation was a little bit annoying, but to only do it for one day in like one or two locations, it's really not that bad. If we were staying a longer time at Disney, we probably would bring something that's a little bit more compact, especially if you stay at a resort, because every time you get on a bus or a tram, you gotta collapse that thing. 
Overall, it was really nice to have more storage underneath because we were able to bring our own food for the entire day and everybody else that was with us could utilize that underneath storage, so pretty much nobody needed to carry a book bag around. We also threw in there our stroller fan and a sun cover for the stroller so that Edison could take a shaded nap anywhere in the park. The sun cover comes with a mockingbird, and we really liked it for a lot of purposes. I mean, obviously covering him from the sun is really helpful, but we also were able to use it to kind of block his view a little bit so that he could calm down and actually take a nap, which was really helpful in the park. Another thing that we brought with us was a baby carrier, which is a must-have when you're doing any kind of theme park or day out. It's so useful for when the stroller needs to be collapsed and you just need to strap that baby onto you. You can use it to wear your baby in line. I ended up using it during the fireworks show at the end of the night because we didn't bring any ear protection for Edison. So I could just hold him in that carrier with a blanket over his ears and he was nice and happy there. We didn't use the baby carrier a ton because we had six other adults that could hold Edison. So when we were in line, there wasn't really a need for it. But if you're going with a smaller group, I would definitely want this because after like an hour of your sixth or seventh month old child sitting on your arm, your arm gets kind of tired. So it would definitely be helpful. And we thought it was amazing during the fireworks because he just could chill and he loved watching those. And of course, you want to bring all the clothes that you're going to need and a little bit of extra. Everywhere that we stayed had a washer and dryer, so we were never in a situation where we needed clothes for Edison that we didn't have. And we actually planned on not bringing enough clothes for Edison because we knew we would be able to wash stuff throughout the trip. We actually ended up not bringing enough pajamas, so we did have to wash a set throughout the trip, and I actually think on our way home, he just slept in his clothes for the day, which I don't really think is that big of a deal, but pajamas are kind of rough because you don't want an extra pair of pajamas for every day because that's just way too many. And then we did grab a couple of snacks once we made it to Florida. Harrison swung by the grocery store and got some teething crackers, which kind of helped soothe him if he was getting fussy and it wasn't really time for another bottle yet, then he could just snack on these crackers while we're waiting in a line or struggling to keep him distracted. They also were really helpful because we are in the process of introducing solids, so he was able to keep eating something solid throughout the week that wasn't like really intensive to prep or anything, and it was easy. Like We're just standing in line, it's about lunchtime, Let's just give him some crackers to chew on. And Edison loves to eat while everyone else is eating, so it was nice to have things on hand when everyone else is having a dinner that he can snack on as well. So now that we've gone through how we got to Florida and some of the things that we packed, we're going to go through some of our tips for doing Disney with a baby. So we spent one full day in the Magic Kingdom, and we spent about half a day in Disney Springs before that. So our first stop at Disney Springs was to the Guest Services Center so that we could pick up a My First Visit button for Edison. He didn't really wear it, but it was nice to have it for a picture. It was nice to take some time at Disney Springs, one, because it is free and it kind of helps you get in the Disney spirit a little bit before you go to the parks. So we ended up getting a reservation for one of the Italian restaurants there, and that was really nice. And then after that, we just got to spend some time walking around, looking at the shops and 
just kind of dreaming about things that we wanted to buy. There's not a ton of things for babies at Disney Springs, but something that we both really enjoyed is that we knew the restaurant was going to be baby friendly. And that's just something nice about most Disney restaurants. And you can check all of that before you make your reservation. But for the most part, they're going to be able to accommodate strollers or a car seat sling or high chairs or whatever. And the space works really well. So you don't feel like you're just smushed in there like at some other restaurants. We were able to leave Edison in his stroller next to the table the entire time that we were at dinner. We stayed at Disney Springs much later than we thought we would, and Edison really had a good time listening to some of the live entertainment and just the music overall, and we were surprised at how late he stayed up, and that was kind of a good sign for if he could watch the fireworks the next day. We were kind of nervous because he usually goes to bed around 7 or 8 o'clock, and he did wake up that day when he usually did around 6 a.m., so that's a long time for him to be awake, but just all of the action going on around him was really exciting to him and he really did not get fussy at all. Our trip into the parks was very last minute so we didn't have a lot of time to prep for it and we didn't stay on property so while we were in the park we needed to make sure we had everything. Fortunately if you do end up staying at a resort it's very easy to go back to your resort take a nap and you usually have some extra magic hours so the parks might be open even later so you're not really missing out on much but for us that is not the case. We needed to make sure that when we went in that morning, we had everything that Edison and all of us needed for the entire day. Since we were only there for one day, we had to pick which park was going to be the best for everyone. And Magic Kingdom has the most number of rides or attractions and is really the most friendly for a kid. But all these tips we're about to give you could really be applied any of the parks. The first tip is to take advantage of their baby care center. Every park at Disney World and Disneyland has one, and it's a space where you can change your baby, feed, pump, anything that you need to do. It's air-conditioned. You can rest in there, kind of get away from all the stimulation and noise of the park, and then regroup with your family a little bit later. Another thing that's nice about the Baby Care Center is that if there's any item you forgot, like formula or diapers or whatever, they have it there that you can buy. So that is a nice plus as well. But if you're looking for places to take care of your baby that's not the Baby Care Center, pretty much every bathroom is going to have a changing table or just some space that you can take care of your baby without needing to go find the care center. One of the nice things about Disney is that they also have adult changing tables. So they definitely thought it through that there are people that need to be changed that are not baby sized. And so that's a great thing about Disney. We would recommend that you bring a stroller that is nap friendly, especially with a baby that's this little. You know that they're going to be taking naps during the day. And the ones that you can rent from Disney are not exactly the best for napping. What we liked about our stroller is that it has the sun cover it can recline completely flat so Edison could get some quality naps in there. There's stroller parking all over the place in Disney, so it's really easy to figure out where you can put it while you're waiting in line. And we actually put an air tag on the stroller just in case something happened where it got moved. Because if you do, for whatever reason, park your stroller outside of a Disney stroller parking area, it is possible that a cast member might move it to that area if it gets in the way. So it could be helpful to have some sort of way to find your stroller if it gets moved for whatever reason. Another tip that we have is to bring your baby carrier. 
So standing in line was a really big task with Edison. So we didn't end up using the carrier in line, but we had a ton of people to pass him around to, which actually kept him entertained. But like Harrison said, if you're going in a smaller group with just you and your spouse, you might want to consider a carrier so that your arms aren't exhausted by the end of the day. We were a little concerned about Edison waiting in a line, because if we're there for a really long time and he starts to get fussy, we don't want him screaming with all these people around us. And even though we've been to Disney a couple of times and we really do enjoy it, there was probably somebody in line near you that this is their first time there, or maybe they're not going to come back for a while, and we just don't want to ruin it for other people. But Edison was really great in line, and we never had to really worry about it. We just took some crackers with us, a binky, and just played with him while we were in line, which helped pass the time. I really thought that he was going to need to be in the carrier on the rides, and that was something I kind of worried about before we got there. But after his first ride, we really determined that it wasn't necessary. Overall, throughout the day, we took Edison on pretty much every ride that he could go on that we also rode. And one of the things that was really nice about Magic Kingdom is there's only like three or four rides that he cannot get on. Now, some of them are a little questionable, like Pirates of the Caribbean kind of has this drop in it. And we were concerned that he was going to get upset about it and just scream the rest of the ride. But he did really well. We just made sure that wasn't the first ride that he got on and could kind of play it by ear. And it's helpful that we have ridden most of the rides in Magic Kingdom, so we kind of have an idea of what to expect for each of them. Another thing to keep in mind is to keep your baby hydrated. Edison did eat more on the days where we were outside all day, doing a lot of activities. So we fed him more formula than he usually would have, and we also had a water cup and would frequently give him water. Edison usually takes a six ounce bottle at most of his feedings, so Rachel ended up filling all of his bottles to eight ounces so that we could take that extra bit of water and put it in his cup, or we would just feed him a little bit more formula. We also made sure to take advantage of his nap times, and this is a big if you have the ability to do this. We were fortunate to have people in our group that didn't want to ride roller coasters, So they would stay with Edison while he was napping, and then a group of us could go ride the rides that Edison can't go on. If you find yourself at Disney and you don't have somebody to watch your kid on a ride that they cannot ride, they have the ability to do a rider swap, where basically you wait in the line and then one of you rides and then hop off and you basically swap with the baby and then the other person or group can get on the ride without having to wait in line again. So that's an easy way to kind of take advantage of that time or just be able to ride more things than what your kid can. Something that Harrison and I were not looking forward to about a day with a baby in Disney is that it takes a lot longer to do things. Just in general, everything with a baby takes a lot longer. We didn't end up getting Genie Plus or Rope Drop or Close Out the Park. So there were definitely things that we didn't get to do. But I do think if we had just one more day, we could have done it all. Rachel and I went to the parks about a year ago, and we did Genie Plus, we rope dropped, we closed every park down, and we rode pretty much every ride that you could. And we had a great time doing that. But it was really crazy that going back with Edison, there's just a lot more things at Disney that you value as a parent than when you're not a parent. And I think it was really fun. I enjoyed a lot of things because we got to watch Edison pay attention and have some good times too. I would 
recommend making a priority list if you have a limited trip, just to make sure that your favorite things get done earlier in the day if you can. Overall, throughout this entire trip, we had a great time. And yes, Edison did get fussy and he had a couple of problems here and there, but usually it was just because he was tired or hungry. And we were just surprised at how well he did on such big of a trip. It definitely makes us excited for more future trips with him. Vacationing with a baby was not as stressful as we thought it would be, and with proper planning, everyone could have a great time. Next time, we are going to talk about starting solids and baby-led weaning. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.